So dear brothers and sisters, our mission is drawing to a close. Uh, we'll have the vigil this evening and then the uh, masses tomorrow morning and then that's it. Uh, we'll be on our merry way back down south. And it's been wonderful to be here. It really has been such a grace for us uh, to spend time in your faith community and uh, also to be enriched by your faith. Today we get to do a family day over in Trinity Hall and the parish centre. We could have anything from 50 to 5,000 people come through today. We have no idea. Uh, it's going to be beautiful though. The Lord has provided stunning weather. This is normal for Donegal, right? Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. <clears throat> I have two nieces in Dublin. They are, they're, 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 they're a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun as an uncle because as an uncle, I get to wind them up and then I get to leave. I mean, so I just hand them back to their parents once I've, once I've done my job. But I remember once my sister saying to them, girls, do you want to give anything to, to charity? Do you want to give away any of your toys to charity? And Amy and Katie, six and seven years of age, were reluctantly said, well, yeah. I suppose. So they opened up this big kind of a treasure chest type thing where they have all of their toys. And Amy, the oldest one, she started taking toys out. And I said, no, oh, she's very generous. Look at all this. Oh, look, and she was digging and she was taking out. And then she picked up one and go, mm-hmm. And she was taking loads of stuff out. I noticed then that beside her, her younger sister, Katie, was picking up all of these things and putting them back into the... So there was, they were doing a loop. Right? She was putting them back into the treasure chest on the other side. I said, Katie, Katie, no, we, we want to give some things to the poor, you see. Or, and she said, yeah, but these are all my toys. <laughs> Katie was going, Amy was going through and strategically taking out everything that belonged to her sister. <laughs> giving away nothing from herself. Uh, our, our faith is a very interesting, it's a very interesting relationship with God where he does ask us, he does ask us to give, but far less than we think. Far less than we think in comparison to what we get. What we get in return is, is astounding. Everything about, about God, we give him so little and we get back so much in return. We give him little bits of bread. We get back the body of God, the body of Christ in return. We give him a little prayer. I mean, like five minutes, ten minutes a day of prayer. And he wants to give us eternity. We make little, like on the grand scheme of things, really little sacrifices. Like not watching Game of Thrones because it's full of filth. Or not watching certain programs that I know will drag down or just expose me to imagery and, and things that I know aren't good for me. So I renounce these things. And it might seem like a sacrifice at the time. But God wants to give you heaven. Even within marriage then, the, the struggles within marriage, you know, especially in the, the midlife crisis period of things when, when people can maybe be tempted to look a little elsewhere. And it seems like a sacrifice to renounce yourself. But what does God offer you in return? He offers you a holy family offers you the opportunity to be an example, an exemplary mother or father to your children. So we, we give God so little, he gives us back so much in return. 
remember hearing a story of, uh, it's a legend, it's a story of a king who wanted to have a great celebration for all of his subjects. So there was an open invitation extended to the whole city. And people came, and uh, this beggar came as well. And he thought, great, I'll go along, free food, sounds good. So as he was in the queue to get in, he saw how all the other guests had brought gifts for the king. So some brought money, some brought deeds for property, some brought whatever it was. And he thought, I'm a beggar. I've, um, I've nothing to offer the king. What can I offer the king? And besides, I'm poor. I don't want to give him anything. He's rich. So when he got to the top of the queue, he reached into his pocket. And he had had a few corns of grain that he'd been eating while in the queue. So he got to the top of the queue, reaches in, takes out one little grain of corn, gives it to the king and says, there you are. And the king said, thank you, my loyal subject. And then he moved on. And as he was walking away, then he said, well, that was less embarrassing than I thought it was going to be. And so he left the palace. Then he reached into his pocket to eat some more grain and realized that in his pocket, there was one grain that had turned to gold, solid gold. And he said to himself, why didn't I give him everything? Why didn't I give him all the corn I had? Why didn't I give him everything? And I think so often with God, we do try to just give him the minimum to get over the line. Forgetting that whatever we give him, we get back a hundredfold. We get back a hundred times more. Now, we should be careful not to be too uh, materialistic about that kind of an idea. That if you hand in now 20 euro into, your, into the collection here, you're going to go home and there'll be 2,000 euro check from someone in the post. doesn't really happen that way. But whatever we give to the Lord, we do believe that in the right way, in, the, in a way that's good for us, we get back a hundred times more. The Lord will never be outdone in generosity, never. So that's why it makes sense then, we talk about that, like, like the martyrs of today, Charles Luanga and his companions. Why on earth would you give your life for God? You only have one. And once you're gone from here, you're, you're gone. So... Is it not better to dodge the adversity and, and live a little longer? Even these days as well, we're talking about the readings are preparing uh, St. Paul's death. Similarly, if, if St. Paul had stayed around another 20 years, we, the Bible might, might have 10 or 20 more letters in it. So why give your life? Why give everything? The only answer that makes sense is love. When you love someone, you give everything. When you love someone, you give everything. I was talking to someone recently uh, who, who has fallen in love. And uh, they come to me for advice. I don't know why. I'm the, I'm the single guy around here. But uh, he fell in love. And he said, it's, it's really interesting, he said, because he said, I see her everywhere. I see her everywhere. He said, I, I saw a, a lady who was, who was ill, right? 
And it reminded me of, my goodness, if I was married to, to, to this girl and, and, and she were to get ill, I would still love her. I would take care of her. And when I see a child, it reminds me of her as well because I was thinking, my goodness, how it would be if we had a family together. And when I see a house, I think, my goodness, where will we live together? When I see a car, what car will? Everything reminds me of her. And that's how love is. Love, love, love gives everything. Love, love focuses so much on the beloved. And that's how God sees you. As if you were the only person on the planet. He thinks about you all the time. He loves you with an infinite, unwaning love. And will do so for all eternity. So what he asks of us in return is so, so small. He asks, yes, for a little of your time. He asks for a little of your effort. He asks us, yes, to, to, to live a holy life. But I was just talking to another friend recently uh, who struggles with living a life that God would want. He struggles with the, the, the drinking and the immodesty of clothes and the relationships and all that kind of thing. And it's, just, it's, so, it's heartbreaking, so sad to see that even though she's doing exactly what she wants, it's making her absolutely miserable. She's doing everything that the world is promising her will make her happy. And she's miserable. So even this side of eternity, doing what the Lord asks us to do, makes our lives better here and prepares the way for heaven. Whatever we give the Lord, we get back a hundred times more. What the Lord wants to give us in return for our little offerings, for our little prayers, is simply, literally, out of this world. So dear brothers and sisters, as our mission is drawing to a close, um, Let us love the Lord generously. Let us love the Lord generously. Not with a, a minimalist, what's the bare minimum I have to do to kind of tick the box and keep God happy. But let's love God generously. With our time, with our prayer, with our service. He deserves it. And I guarantee you, I promise you, if and when we get to heaven, we will not regret a single sacrifice, a single prayer, a single early morning to go to Mass. We will not regret a single thing that we have given to the Lord. Our only slight regret might be that we didn't give more. So we ask the good Lord today to renew our, our generosity of spirit that we might give him everything he deserves. That we might hear the words from his sacred lips. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Come and rejoice in the place prepared for you in heaven. Amen.